The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob, and welcome to this special series on going through larger stages of making money. I previously recorded a Getting Out of Debt to Zero as Fast as You Can on my money podcast. This is the zero to 100K as fast as you can. Next in the series will be 100 to 250, 250, 500, 500 to a million, a million to 5 million, 5 million to 10 million, 10 million to 20 million. But this one is focused on zero to 100K, a new business, an existing business that stalled, personally, how to go from zero to 100K in the shortest possible time. Now, I believe in get rich quicker, but I don't believe in get rich quick. So get rich quick, scheme, scam, something that doesn't work. I don't believe that. You'll never hear any of that from me. But I do believe you you can get rich much quicker or make money much more quickly than, you know, a university degree in a career for 10, 20 years. Um, It took me four and a half years to go from 50 grand's worth of debt to becoming a millionaire, a net worth millionaire. Um, and, and, you know, I, I know people who've done that quicker, so I'm not going, whoa, look at me. But, you know, that's not long considering it took me three years to get an architecture degree, which I did nothing with. All right. I want to get straight in, though. So I've got 14 elements which I believe um, are key to going from zero to 100K or your next 100K in the shortest possible time. Now, what you need to do to go from debt to zero or, you know, a million to five million is different. That's why I'm doing this series. So you may think that some things should be in here, uh, but that's because this is focused on the zero to 100K bit. Okay, the first thing you've got to do then is you've got to start and you've got to get a minimum viable product. You've got to get something to sell. It doesn't matter if it's a rough round the edges product. Of course, if you're a surgeon or a pilot, it does matter. You've got to get perfect on that. But you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're creating products and services, you're allowed to create a minimum viable product i.e. don't take 10 years, perfect pattern, trying to you know, get the thing that will change the world to the market. The best thing that you can do is get something that's good enough to the market, sell it to a small group of people, get feedback, iterate version two, and then repeat that process. I mean, if you think about the iPhone that I'm doing this live on, I think the, the three was the first phone. Phone. I think we're on the 10 now, are we? And then, of course, there's the S, X, R, So clearly each round of 18 months, two years, each cycle, they're improving it all the time. All right. Because if you get a minimum viable product ready quickly, what that means is you can get some money in the bank quickly. It means you don't have to go to VCs. You don't have to raise a load of money. You don't have to get bank loans, etc., which a lot of people assume that you have to do when you start a business. You don't have to. You can fund your business through cash flow especially if you're information-based products. You know, you can run courses, training, mentorships, masterminds, coaching, etc. be a consultant. Now, of course, not on something you've never done before, but, you know, you've got your whole life's experience. I'm sure there's a lot that you know that you could monetize and you don't need stock. You don't need massive overheads of, you know, premises, etc. So anything that you can get to market quick will obviously get you to 100K quick. I'm not saying you necessarily want to get to 100K quick, um, but a lot of people need to get themselves out of debt or, you know, they've got to get some money in the bank to pay off debts, etc. And that's the theme of this podcast. Uh, now, once you've got some sales of your minimum viable product, then you can take some of that cash and hopefully draw it um, as a profit, you know, as a drawing or a dividend, and then reinvest some of it back into the version two. 
Version two gets better. You've got more confidence of launching it. You will want more people to buy it. And then you can just keep sort of that cycle of um, launching, delivering, taking feedback, improving and relaunching. And look, Porsche, Ferrari, Apple, they do that with their products. have been doing that for 100 years. Okay, and, and, and kind of that means you can build your product, create your product, uh, and sell your product simultaneously. And like I said, you don't have to spend ages creating pitch decks, etc. All right, the second thing then is that you've got to start marketing immediately. Uh, and I've taught lots of coach, coaches, con- uh, consultants, trainers, entrepreneurs, startup, business people, and I'm amazed how few actually understand marketing, realise that it's mo- the most important thing in the business, and they do everything else except sales and marketing. Uh, Now, marketing is even more important than sales because marketing generates leads. Sales converts leads. Without leads, sales have nothing to do. So, you know, you've got to understand that as a business owner, you are a marketer. uh, And and most businesses, you're a marketer first and foremost. And now, of course, you've got to have a great product. That's assumed. um, But you've got to embrace marketing. Now, I believe marketing is a a science as well as an art. It's a craft. It's a skill. Um, Sales, the same. I don't have any bad association with it. It's beautiful when it goes well, like when you finish a beautiful painting or you make a a great song. So it's just as artistic as arty things. Uh, We launched an event, the 10X Property Super Conference, uh, and we sold 800 tickets in the first few hours. And that was because of a very artistic, creative, but scientifically proven pre-launch process. So marketing, you've got to get your head around that. You've got to learn it, study it, read books, listen to podcasts. Of course, I do a lot of content on marketing. So if you keep following my work, then, you know, that will really help. Um, at, you know, use social media, pick the low hanging fruit. You've got contacts. You've got people who follow you. You've got people who are on your friends list list. You've got connections on LinkedIn. That's low hanging fruit, i.e. that's potential customers already there. They already know you. You've already got rapport. So don't be backward in coming forwards in, you know, make, making your offer to them. Um, you know, you've probably got the rapport already. Um, social media is a great way to build your business because you've already got the connections. It doesn't cost you any money. And then the sort of the second or third launch, that might be when you have to invest some money in ads and, you know, becoming a real marketer, if you like. All right. So the third thing you need to do, um, zero to 100K, is trade on your time more so than money. If you're a millionaire, you can leverage your money. You can invest in ads. We've, we had about a £160,000 budget for our 10x property super conference. So we've, we've got money to trade on. When you're zero, you haven't got money to trade on. But people think that money is the only thing that you can trade on. That's nonsense. Creativity, resourcefulness, uh, dare I say the American words, hustle, um, you know, a, a bit of um, persistence, uh, ideation, crowdsourcing ideas, um, you know, leveraging Facebook groups. So really, there's no limit other than the limit that your own mindset um, puts on innovation, uh, progression, um, disruption. Now, all of those words, I know some of them are buzzwords, but they are things you can trade on. Uh, and when you start, you don't have money. Therefore, you've got to trade on that. You trade on your persistence. You trade on your ability to solve a problem using your time and energy, your enthusiasm, your passion. Those are such undervalued skills. Um, now, I know that they're not experienced, but we're at zero to 100K. Now, when you've got experience, you can trade on that. You haven't got that at the moment. But the downside of trading on experience is you get a bit cocky, complacent. Maybe you're wasteful of money because you have money. So when you're lean uh, and you have to trade on these ethereal assets, that, that, there is a big upside to that. So use that while you can. Um, you know, that could be packaging and selling property deals instead of buying them. That could be information marketing and having masterminds and mentorships and consultancies as opposed to trying to 
build a license or an invention that might cost you, you know, a huge amount of money. That could be creating a service rather than a product. Now, all of those, they don't take a lot of time, a lot of overhead, um, a lot of capital. OK, the fourth thing then, um, zero to 100K in the quickest possible time, is multiple streams of leads. I really, really think this is important. If you have one stream of leads, one main uh, client, one main um, supplier, then, of course, you are at big risk. Um, they just have to change their terms. You just have to lose your big client over. And you've heard that story many times. So I think it's vital to have multiple streams of leads. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, your podcast, Facebook ads, Google ads, exhibitions, shows, you as a speaker, um, you know, the work you do maybe as an influencer or a, a content provider, um, telesales, maybe you're able to buy leads from sort of lead houses, maybe you can um, have people uh, affiliate for you, um, joint ventures, collaborations, there's so many different ways to get leads to market uh, and do not rely on one, otherwise one change and you are out. And now the world is so much more about multimedia now, you know, there's a channel and a social media profile for everything. Uh, the media has been completely broken up and decentralized. If you think about it, Sky, BBC, HBO, etc. 20 years ago, they had everything. You know, entrepreneurs like us, we had no chance. But now you are your own video producer on YouTube. You are your own radio show host on um, these podcasts. You know, just look, this Zoom H1 I'm recording on. 75, 80 quid, that'll go on my podcast. So you've got to leverage all of these channels. Now, the, the, the first world problem is, of course, overwhelm. Um, but hey, look, that's a first world problem. Get multiple streams of leads, you have multiple streams of clients and you have multiple streams of income. OK, five then is building your personal brand and being a content marketer alongside your business. So uh, Mark and I made an agreement probably 12 years ago now, whereby we drop our other side businesses and both solely focus on the business we're in together, Progressive Property. And that was a good move for Progressive Property. And it was a good move for us trusting each other. But the big downside to that is neither of us worked on our personal brand. You know, we didn't build our Facebook profile. We didn't um, focus so much on our YouTube channel. I, I didn't start a podcast until four years ago. And like, think of those sort of seven years in between when I could have been putting content out there, building a following uh, and Mark the same. And I do regret putting that on the back burner. And hey, no regrets, really. But, you know, if I could go back, I would definitely focus evenings and weekends, part time, my personal brand. I mean, I really enjoy doing it, content, putting content out there is something I love to do. I seem to seem to be like a professional on social media now. It's like, it seems to be what I do most of my week. Um, but now I'm giving you this warning because, you know, I'd have millions more followers if I'd been doing it. I think we have, I have 2.1 or 2.2 across all my platforms in the last sort of four years of working at it. It'd be 10, it'd be 20. Not that numbers is, you know, the only metric, um, but it would be if I'd have been doing it back then. Um, now, I'm not saying take over your business and stop working. I am saying, though, share the message that you want to put out to the world. Um, you know, get yourself known as the leader or the expert or the, the common go to commentator in your industry. And that will really supplement your business. Also, if your business goes bust, if you want to sell your business, if you have a few months that you need to take out or you're forced to take out, you know, you still have this asset of your personal brand. You could sell your business and still have um, all the followers that you've got currently and hopefully the millions that you build. Also, you can sell various of your own products and services on your own profile as well as the business profile. 
Um, so that generally people tend to trust and connect more with an individual than a business. You know, people aren't like, hey, I'm a big fan of Coca-Cola. You know, they're usually a big fan of an influencer or a, a content provider, you know, someone that helps them in an area they want to be helped. OK, number six, then, is to work out your ideal client base and then create your messaging and your marketing around that. So what is your niche? Now, if you're starting out, you need to go into Facebook groups on your niche. Just search. Let's say you're in property, property investing, property community into the Facebook search bar. You'll find loads of groups. There's loads of big active property groups. There's groups on everything on, on Facebook. There's even a group called Parking Like a Twat in Peterborough. There's 10,000 people in that. I know that because I um, filled up my Ferrari with petrol a few years ago uh, and I got outed on the Parking Like a Twat in Peterborough Facebook group with 10,000 people all going, oh, look at him. How else do you park when you fill up your car with petrol? Anyway, my therapy for another day. But there's literally groups for everything on Facebook. LinkedIn, maybe, but they seem to be not as active anymore. Um, and you go and you observe your client demographic. You know, you watch them, you see the language they use, um, you know, where they shop, you know, a kind of, you build up a profile, an age range, uh, etc. Now, if you've got existing customers, you just go through your customer profiles and you pick your best customers, the ones that pay quickest, you know, the ones that you enjoy working with, the ones that keep spending, the ones that have the least um, sort of demands on your customer service, make the least complaints. And then you create your marketing, your messaging, your content all around that ideal uh, client demographic. And, um, you know, that's not something I've been the best at. I kind of just like I help entrepreneurs, but I'd, I'd probably grow better if I helped sort of 18 to 30 year old entrepreneurs or 30 to 50 year old entrepreneurs or startup entrepreneurs. Um, so because you can always go wider, but it's harder to go more niche. So be very clear on your ideal client demographic and base your marketing and your messaging and your branding and your website and everything around them. And you'll attract them way more quickly than you are right now. And that also means you will repel the customers you don't want, the, you know, the slow payers, the demanding customers, the ones that want a tenner for a fiver. OK, right. Number seven, then simple maths. Work out how many units of your product you need to sell to make 100 grand and set a target to sell them in a certain time frame and get it done. Uh, you know, now I'm very much into helping you and getting into your mind and overcoming your challenges and obstacles. But you know what? Sometimes we all just need a bit of a word with ourselves. Just man up or woman up or stop whinging and just get it done. Um, you know, what's more, most important? Getting it done or all the excuses I'm making. So if your product is a, a thousand pounds, you need to sell 100 products. You know, how many products did you sell last month? Try and maybe double it or add it, add 50 percent to it and then work out a little 20 percent or 30 percent growth target. And you might need six months to sell uh, 1,000 units or 1,000 pounds. You've got your 100 grand. And then just go and get it done, whatever you've got to do. Uh, and that's quite a simple thing, but a lot of people don't do that. They don't actually just work out the maths. Now, of course, each time you sell a product, you can tick it off. You've got a number and a target to shoot towards, which, of course, is, you know, is really valuable. Uh, and it gives you this momentum. And you know how good it feels when you tick something off your list or you hit a target. Um, so get it done, get it, get the plan and, and keep it simple, by the way, not like a 50 page business plan. How many units do I sell over at what period of time, somewhere between realistic and optimistic, um, uh, and then set the target, get it done. All right, then what have we got next? Number eight, uh, you need to get admin help because, um, you know, when you're at zero, okay, you can do everything yourself. You can manage your social media, your inboxes, your bookkeeping, all of the admin. But, you know, when you start to sell a, a decent volume of products, now I don't know how much your product is. If it's 100 grand, you only need to sell one. But if it's like 10 quid, you need to sell a lot. Um, but at some point, you're going to need to outsource all of the stuff that's non-income generating. Uh, as you build as an entrepreneur, you hit this period of chaos where you're sort of marketing and sales and brand. 
Um, but then also you create all this admin when you sell more stuff. Obviously, you've got to deliver the product. You get customer service. And all this admin that you didn't predict is, is created and it's a mess. Uh, and then you've got to deal with all that as well. And then that takes your time away from sales and marketing and brand and content, which is what sold you your products in the first place and got your business growing. So don't be doing your bookkeeping. Don't be doing your tax returns. You know, try and get an outsourcer to help with your social media. Maybe you're posting and you're, you're answering the messages and maybe, um, you know, the way that your leads are nurtured. Uh, uh, anything that's non-income generating, uh, pick it off one by one. You don't actually need to hire a full-time member of staff. You know, back in the day, you know, when my business was growing, these sort of um, outsourcers weren't really a popular thing. And Mark and I had to hire people. Um, and now you can hire five different outsourcers, pay them 100 or 200 quid a month to do specific jobs, coding, social media, admin. Uh, and, you know, some of them could be sort of telesales or customer service. So pick it off as the workload increases, which minimizes the sort of advanced um upfront payment that you need um, and, and then maximizes picking off as they come all of the tasks to free your time. Then there's one important thing that you've got to do, which is a lot of people fail to do, is when you've liberate this time, 10, 15 hours a week that you've freed um, from all your admin, you've got to then fill it with sales and marketing and income generating tasks and not get lazy or relaxed or, or just get sucked. You know what life is like. It can suck you into all these non-income generating tasks. Okay, great. If, if you're not really sure about how key result areas, KRAs, income generating tasks, IGTs work, it's all explained in my book, Life Leverage. All right. I believe the, the first three hires you need in your company. Now, this may be when you get to 100 grand. It might be a bit before or a bit after. Um, you can be the judge of that. It's your company. But I believe the first three hires should be someone in admin, you know, an assistant or these outsourcers, someone in ops, i.e. someone to manage the operations as you build a team and then someone to take on marketing. Now, you could add sales into that. If you do marketing, you could have a salesperson. If you do sales, you could have a marketing person. Uh, you could take ops and have a marketing and salesperson because obviously there has got to be some role for you. But really, your job as the entrepreneur, the founder, you are the visionary. You are the change maker, the disruptor. You create the vision. You sell the dream. You inspire and motivate your team. You know, you're always trying to figure out new ways to be the best in your market, to out, uh, um, oust your competition, to improve, to innovate. Uh, and the more you are involved in operations and admin, the less you can actually do that. So um, they're, the, I believe, three. Uh, OK, you've got a choice of four or five, but of your first three hires. I'm, I'm gobsmacked how many people have got companies of 15, 20, 30 people and they've got zero or one person in marketing. It, it, it absolutely flabbergasts me and I've seen it so many times. Okay, number nine then is you've got to sell, you've got to sell, you've got to sell. Let me say it again, you've got to sell. Um, selling is not a disease, you are not a leper. Um, selling does not make you evil or screwing people over. Uh, sales is a beautiful thing. It's an exchange of energy, it's an exchange of value. Nothing moves if no one sells. The world comes to a standstill if no one sells. And I see many coaches, creatives, innovators, consultants, artists, uh, and they're great at their product and they have skills and talents. And they can't sell and they can't embrace it. And you've got two choices. You sell or you partner or hire up someone who can sell. Uh, and that is vital. Um, you are a salesperson. And, and if, OK, you might not be selling your products. You probably do when you start. Um, but you might be selling the vision, the dream, the partnerships. And you've still got to sell with this naive fantasy that you're going to change the world. And you've got to convince other people that, um, you know, what you do is going to change the world and they need it. And you know, Steve Jobs was an amazing salesperson, but he wasn't on the market stall. 
Um, so yeah, you are a salesperson, whether it's the vision or whether it's the actual products, you might dip in and out of both in your zero to a hundred K journey. Um, and then you want to get people in taking over selling the product. Um, you know, that could be a low basic high commission. Um, but it's very important. You are a sales, um, outfit. We've got what about 80 staff in house. I suppose if you include our trainers and outsourcers, we've probably got double that. Um, and I would say in house of the 80, uh, I would say nearly 20% of those are sales and nearly 20% of those are marketing. So it just kind of gives you an idea. It's a serious thing. All right. Number 10, then get close to your customers. Not too close. There is a line, um, but get close to your customers. The world is different now. It's not like there needs to be this cold gap, this corporate gap between the clients and the providers. Um, your clients can become your greatest ambassadors. Get to know them. Be personal with them. Um, you know, the touches that the other companies in your space don't do. You can do that when you're small. When you're worth 100 million and your company's turning over a billion, it's going to be so much harder for you to be personal. So why you can reply to private messages, reply to people on social media. You, you should never think you're above that. Um, and by the way, there's massive benefit to you as well as them. Obviously, when you connect with your clients closely, personally, with great service, you take on feedback you know, you listen to them, you crowdsource their ideas into your content. Of course, that makes them more happy with your service. That's great. But you learn much more about your ideal uh, client demographic and niche. It makes it much easier for you to solve their problem and create products and services that they want and they instantly buy. And it's weird, as I've got uh, more wealthy and as I've liberated more time, I'm spending more time connected to my clients. I just have a lot more. Um, I'm spending more time in my social media communities, observing, answering, discussing, taking feedback, watching. Often I'm just the voyeur. People don't know I'm lurking around. Um, but virtually all my new books, titles, products, services, events, they come from not my brain, but they come from the needs and desires my market are sharing with me. And the great thing is with Facebook groups and how connected we are on social media now, it's easier than ever. Uh, business is not hard. Business is, okay, find somewhere where your clients are hanging out, um, observe them and find out what they want. And if you can build it and you've got an experience in it, build it and then sell it back to them. That is business now. It's easier than ever. Um, I'm not saying there aren't other challenges, but that part is definitely easier than ever. Okay, number 11 then is as soon as you've sold some product or service, set up an ambassador or affiliate program, i.e. your best customers, your loyal customers, your early customers, um, reward them by saying if they refer others, giving them good discounts or, or money or, or bonuses. Now, a really good referral system can work absolutely wonders and your customers become your essentially ambassadors, your salespeople. Um, so uh, do that quickly. We set that up probably three years into our business um, and, and we do nearly a million pounds a year now just from our ambassadors. Um, so that's probably what it's probably not far off one twentieth of the revenue. So it's, it's a pretty good lead source. Um uh, and also get connected and close to your ambassadors. Your ambassadors will probably also be your best customers who have the longest lifetime client value, the highest lifetime client value, the most loyal customers. Um, so reward them um, heavily. We've just uh, drawn down a list of our top 50 customers and Mark and I are going to, well, they don't know this yet, um, but we're going to book a, a private dinner at a really nice restaurant and we're going to take um, as many of them who can make it for dinner just uh, to thank them, do a little speech and just thank them and maybe uh, give them a little um, gift or but just show our gratitude. Uh, and it's very easy, isn't it, to hustle, 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 push, 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 more, 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 and forget your existing clients and the people who've helped you along the way. Okay, 12 then. Cross-promote on media to build up media. 
So invite your LinkedIn followers to follow you on, on Facebook. Invite your fo- Facebook followers to uh, watch your videos on YouTube. Invite your YouTube followers to follow you on Instagram. Invite your Instagram followers to follow you on podcasts. Um, invite your email subscribers to follow you on all social media. And on like a monthly basis, rotate all of those and use your social media profiles to grow your social media profiles. And you'll have this like snowball compounded effect of growth. Now, in the early days, I used to think, well, why do, if someone follows me on one profile, why do they want to follow me on the rest? But of course, different po- people follow you on different profiles. Some people don't know you have other profiles. Each profile is very different in the way it pre- creates content and is a marketing vehicle for your business. So uh, you want to make sure that you use media to grow media. Uh, very important. All right, what have we got next then? Um, yeah, I suppose sometimes you've just got to be honest, haven't you? And number 13 is just do whatever it takes. I'm not really one for saying go big or go home, work 80 hours a week. I want you to think smarter. I want you to get in your head and work out why you're not what you're doing. I want you to get in touch with your values and your passion. Um, But sometimes we do just need to say, stop messing about and start getting out. You know, just um, sometimes I know that I'm actually just procrastinating. And whilst I've convinced myself I'm doing work, it's active procrastination. And sometimes you just got to roll up your sleeves, have a word with yourself, look in the mirror saying... You know, stop wimping out of this. You know you've got to get it done. It's not that hard. You're making it harder than you actually, than it is in reality. Get it done. Passive income can come later. Active income comes now. You know, working smart can come later. Working hard works, na- uh, you know, is what I need to do now. Sacrifice now for the rewards later. Just get it done. Okay, and then number 14, uh, the final one. So thanks for tuning in. I'll do a summary at the end for those of you that have tuned in um, but didn't get all the way through. Um, tell absolutely everyone what you do. Um, it's not a crime. Um, some people do want to hear it. Uh, those that don't, well, you know, you're still allowed to tell everyone what you do and then wait for them to tell you what they do. But if you tell absolutely everyone you meet what you do, that is going to create a viral effect. And there's going to be second and third and fourth stage contacts that are going to find out about you. Uh, and, um, you know, I've been in, in my industry now for quite a long time. And I speak to people every day who've been speaking to people about me, you know, people who I know who've connected with each other and they've had a conversation somewhere along the line about me. Um, so that tells me a few things. Number one, get, you know, I've got my word out there and that's great. But number two, obviously, I've got to try and do the best to keep a really good brand and, you know, not talk badly of people because people are always talking. People will share your work um, you know, your message. But you've got to start that process. People won't just do it for you. Of course, if you're great, that'll happen in the end. So tell everybody what you do. All right. So I'm going to summarize those in a minute. But um, I don't know if you know that Facebook have selected me to be in their supporter program. So the Facebook supporter program is where you get premium content and um, discounts on future products. That's what they've asked. I've gone like five stages better. I'm doing a weekly Ask Me Anything. Um, I'm letting you curate content through me. You suggest content and and I do it where I can. I'm doing some random meetups throughout the year when I travel around the country. I'm having a private WhatsApp group for the first 256 and for the first 100. I'm doing two one-to-one calls a year as long as you're still a subscriber. So that's a massive, I've gone all in to make the best, biggest Facebook supporter program in the world. It's ridiculously cheap. It's £3.49 a month. Um, So if you visit my Facebook page, um, you can see a big um, blue rectangular button called Become a Supporter. Hit that button. Um, I've actually just offered dinner with myself this weekend to my supporters and a a two-day event that a lot of people paid for for free. I didn't ask me anything two days ago. Um, So my page is um, Rob Moore Progressive on Facebook. 
Um, so jump on that. I think it's going to be huge. I think free content is um, going to diminish. I think the quality of it is going to diminish as the quality of premium goes up and up and up. All right. So that's my Facebook page, Rob Moore Progressive. Uh, you can find the button. Um, OK, so let me summarize then the 14 things I covered in going from zero to 100K in the shortest possible time. Here we go. Number one, you've got to start. Get your minimum viable product out there. Discount it if it's not perfect. So there's still fair exchange uh, and then get it sold and then reinvest the money back into version two and hopefully some drawings for you too. Um, number two, start marketing immediately. You are a marketer. Every business is a marketing business. Um, you know, you could leverage um, low cost um, products like information or consultancy, etc. Um, leverage social media, leverage your existing contacts. Number three, trade on time more than money, your resourcefulness, your passion, your creativity, your hunger, your persistence, your drive, your disruption, your innovation, um, your passion. All of those are really valuable commodities that people don't seem to understand that you don't need money for those. And then when you have money, you can trade on that. Number four, you need multiple streams of lead. That is absolutely vital. M mass exposure on social media, which are, are, are basically free medium now, media now. So get on all the social media channels and start generating leads. OK, number five, build your personal brand and your content brand as well as your business brand. That's vital for the reasons I discussed. Number six, work out your ideal client and then your messaging, your marketing, and your branding talks to them. The visuals are, are, are to them um, because you'll just get the most amount of clients who are the most loyal, buying the most um, as quick as possible. Um, I've been told by someone on the live that there's actually a supporter button somewhere on this live. So just hit that button. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you'll have to go to my page, Rob Moore Progressive on Facebook. Uh, by the way, I know Facebook will put that up a lot um, if they actually roll it out. It's just a test at the moment. So you may not have many um, future opportunities to jump in on something like this. OK, number seven, work out how many units you need to sell to get to 100 grand and go sell them in the time frame that you set. Um, number eight, get admin help quick. VA, PA, pick it off as it happens so you don't end up being hugely overwhelmed with all the chaos and the work that you've created for yourself um, and you can do it for a few pound an hour. Uh, I believe the, the four, three of the four first hires you should have are admin, operations, marketing and sales to make sure that they're covered in your first three hires. Number nine, you've got to sell. When all is said and done, you've got to sell. Sell is, selling is not a crime. Uh, you can't just be good at your products and services. You know when people say, my product sells itself. No, it doesn't. You've got to sell it. Uh, and if you don't sell it very well, then it won't sell. And the reason um, that it's not selling very well is because you're saying it sells itself when actually you've got to sell it. Nothing sells itself. Um, OK, number 10, get close to your customers. Understand their pains, problems, needs, desires. Um, be a voyeur on social media, answer some of their questions. Draw out of them what content and what products and services they want and then create those and take feedback from them continually, even when you don't like it. Number 11, set up an ambassador referral program and reward your best customers with money and discounts and gifts. And of course, that helps grow your business too. Number 12, use media to build media by cross promoting uh, on social media channels to build other social media channels. You'll soon have a vast following, which means, of course, then you can sell more products and services. Number 13, when all is said and done, more is said and done. To know and not to do is not to do. So um, get off your ass and get it done and stop whinging about it. Sometimes you do need to have a word with yourself. I'd say I have that kind of conversation with myself at least twice a day. Um, and it's required sometimes. You can convince yourself that you're busy when actually you're just actively procrastinating. Uh, and then 14, tell everybody what you do. And in the end, everyone will know what you do. So thanks for tuning in. This is going to go on the money podcast. Um, so if you search on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get uh, podcasts, money, Rob Moore, 
you'll find that. So if you want this for future reference, thanks for tuning in and watching the video. And if you're listening to the Money Podcast, um, this was the second in a series. The first one is going in, it getting getting out of debt to zero. So if you're watching the video and you haven't listened to that yet, that's somewhere in the early episodes. And coming soon, I can't say when, but coming soon uh, will be the 100K to 250K. And then after that, 250K to 500K, then 500K to a million, then a million to five, five to 10, 10 to 20. I'm not over 20 million a year yet. So um, watch this space for the 20 to 50. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. I'm sorry if I'd spoke fast. I just have to get it done. I've got a lot to do today.